Hi, and welcome to the Online Vacation Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host. Anders is a frequent user of LinkedIn, and for a long time I wanted to record an episode where we talk about LinkedIn and how to use it. So that's what we did in this episode. I really hope you enjoyed this. And Doug, it's time to roll the jingle. Hello, Anders. Hello, Alexander. How are you today? I'm very well. Um, although it's a bit different today that the weatherman doesn't uh, participate today. No, I know it's too bad. Um, I can see outside though that uh, he would probably be a bit depressed. That's maybe why he's not here today. Uh, perhaps you never know. When you're driven by weather, uh, you're not in control yourself. That's true. So um, on today's episode, uh, we said that we were about to talk about uh, LinkedIn presence. And you, to be 100% honest, uh, you have decided that we should talk about LinkedIn presence. Yes, that's true. And um, uh, have you had any feedback yeah, from uh, any previous episodes so far? Yes, I have, um, both, both through online uh, where we had a couple of fantastic comments, but but the funniest one uh, actually happened a few days ago. The, the same day that the episode came out, I don't remember exactly the, the, the phrasing or the name of the episode, the episode with the decision makers. Yeah, what you would prioritize if you were B2B decision makers. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, and one of our friends, one of our customers, um, I was at, at at the computer very early that morning, and and I realized in the morning that the episode was already out, although it wasn't alerted yet through email or anything, and and I had a SMS from this customer, and and by the way, I haven't asked him if it's okay that I tell this story, but I'm brave enough to tell it. <laughs> so, I, so I had an SMS um, in the morning round. I don't know, 7.30, where he asked, um, are you working early today? And I answered, yes. Can I give you a ring? And I said, yes. And I heard that he was in his car, most likely commuting somewhere, perhaps to the office. And I said, how are you? Uh, and he said, well, but why are you so angry with me? He said, and I said, what are you talking about? And he said, I, I, I was just listening to the latest episode on the pod. And we have started doing things. We, we have done a lot of things, but it, it feels like you're angry with me. And, and I was sort of laughing because he was, he was realizing that the pod wasn't exactly for him, but he in some way felt that it was to him. So he, he was very serious at the same time that he was laughing. <laughs> and, and a bit later on, I listened to that episode and I, I can understand his reaction because I did sound a little bit angry. Um, I don't know if what he said affected that or was other, other way around, but uh, only positive feedback so far. Um, did you get any feedback on any of the episodes, internally or externally? Yeah, I got uh, I got some uh, feedback from 
customers and friends. Uh, one was that um, in my introduction speech, I sounded a bit like uh, Guy Ross, who makes the podcast uh, <laughs> How I Built This in the same tonality. And I think I took that as a compliment. I, I, uh, I have listened to him a lot. And um, I, it was not on purpose that I wanted to sound like him. But, uh, but that, <laughs> that was uh, a funny. I think it's positive. Let's decide it's positive. Yeah, yeah. So for you listeners who clicked on this title and want to hear more about LinkedIn, now we're going to get started. So um, Anders, I know that you're a frequently user of LinkedIn. First of all, I want to ask you, like, what, what do you personally use it for? There, there's many uh, dimensions of why I use it. One, I always want to get connected with all relevant contacts and people internally and externally. But I have this sort of um, golden rule that I only connect with people that I have met. And met is an interesting definition 2021. But I use it the same way. If I have met them, if I have interacted with them in some way where LinkedIn is not the first touch point to me, then I connect with them. Then it's also secondly as a sort of the foundation of why I use LinkedIn to get work related questions. That's definitely number two. And number three, to be able to verify others and for others to be able to verify me, which means in my opinion, um, the most common usage of LinkedIn is verification verification of people and companies. If, if that is the foundation, there, there are other targets and reason for being active on LinkedIn, which is, I, I think it's an excellent knowledge base. And that depends a bit on that, that I'm a premium subscriber and therefore I can reach all premium content. There are certifications that you can take, not that advanced, but, but good to sort of tick off. And if you follow the right people, you, you can stay updated in a very good way and a much better way than, for example, Twitter. So that, that's sort of the foundation and the extra stuff to, to why. How, how much time would you say that you use on LinkedIn per day? Now, nowadays, I think it's impossible to say how much time it is. I, I would be surprised because it's, it, it's such an integrated way of working to always have that as, as one thing. Impossible at the same time. But, but, but say focused on LinkedIn, nothing else without having it in the calendar, at least 30 minutes per day taking some type of training or uh, learning, perhaps half an hour per week. Other things related to LinkedIn, which is all the CRM data, verifying people who, who have done something, for example, on a customer portal, giving away their contact data, at least 20 to 50 people per day that I verify that way. But again, very difficult to give a certain time. But my basic advice for everyone is to have 15 minutes scheduled each week in the calendar 
to do their things on LinkedIn. As a start, over time, I think everyone should have 15 minutes per workday in their calendars to change their habits and make LinkedIn sort of a very, very natural part of a working day, whether it's about internal people or external people. So if you have uh, 15 minutes per, per day in your, in your calendar, what do, you, what do you do those 15 minutes on LinkedIn? What I do or what I suggest uh, others what do? What you would suggest others to do, the listeners? Again, depending on where you are, if, if you're on the level where, sadly, many people still are, which is, okay, but I don't look for a job. Why should I be active on LinkedIn? That, that is still a very, very common feedback in B2B among employees in the different companies that we work with. Okay, so then you're at the level where you need to focus on one thing first to be present on LinkedIn. And when it comes to being present on LinkedIn, it's everything from having a high resolution profile image, which people can say, uh, why is that needed? Because almost everyone that checks someone on LinkedIn clicks on the image to see how people really look like. Not only looking at, at sort of the small round image, provided through LinkedIn if they have an image because if you're at the level that where you still think yeah but I don't look for a job I think it's a CV database then you need to put all the basic stuff in place so if you're one of those spend the 15 minutes per week for a couple of weeks to follow exactly what LinkedIn tells you through their help pages in how you should set your profile the only thing that I do not agree with so-called social selling experts and sometimes LinkedIn as well, is that no, put your title in your profile on top below your image. Do not start saying motivational this and that, digital transformer, blah, 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 and believe that you do more business or find nice people through that. I think it's rubbish. Put what you do. If you go to school, put that you're a student. If you do this and that, be straightforward. And no one is interested in reading the rubbish where you write about yourself, how fantastic you are. Yeah. And if you're a, um, I would say in your case, Alexander, a good yeah. profile, interested, try to be more and more active. I think you should spend your first 15 minutes on putting a, um, what should we call it? A plan on uh, answering a couple of questions. And, and I'll, I'll give you not the answers, but the questions that I think you should focus on. Put with one sentence, I want to be perceived like this. That's one. Number two, what is it that I actively should be doing every week? Three, what should I not be doing on LinkedIn? Four, how shall I measure how I'm doing on LinkedIn. Why I say those four is because the first one for you, Alexander, who I would say is an upcoming LinkedIn person. Yeah. Uh, the first one, how do I want to be perceived is because one of the techniques with online and how you do online um, is you can always ask someone. So before you publish, Perhaps you, you connect with 
Doug through Zoom and you say, hey, Doug, this is the next thing I'm going to publish. Can you give me a second opinion on that? Um, and he can do that from his perspective. But if you add to that sentence, I want to be perceived as a very knowledgeable person with a good sense of humor. Maybe he will, he, he will answer you differently when it comes to how you are perceived in his opinion. Uh, what you actively should do, um, let, let's say in, in my case, which would be an advice for you, try to share and publish relevant and work-related knowledge content. And when I say knowledge content, I don't talk about school. I, I talk about knowledge connected to what Suma does and is credible to do. You should share your own as well as others' content. Be active if you have something to say with commenting. And of course, if you want, you can like as well. And remember, the company you work for most likely have a policy and, and an agreement with you. Follow that. Then coming to the third one, what you should not do. I, I cannot tell people what they shouldn't do, but I can tell that it's good to think through. If I, to you, Alexander, exemplify with myself, you will never ever see anything about my family or my private life on LinkedIn. That's a decision that I have, have made that I don't need to motivate for anyone else, but it's a decision I have made. And then secondly, I try not to share or interact with anything that I can interpret as political content. It's sometimes a thin limit, but, but I have decided not to interact with any political content. And then fourthly, my advice when, when you are about at the stage where you are with LinkedIn, decide a couple of small things in how you should measure it. I, I think many that start with LinkedIn compare it with interacting with their friends on whatever other social media uh, network like like Facebook and Instagram and others. It's very easy to think, oh, if I get a lot of likes, then people enjoy what I do and, and so on. Um, that's not how it works. And depending on who you aim for to interact with your content or read your content, consume your content or click on whatever you have to click on, you, I, I I suggest don't look for the likes. Um, so what do you look for? I look for, for other things like, like one, connected to why I am on LinkedIn. Am I connected with 100% of my colleagues and 100% of the people that I have been interacting with at least once? That I can measure because although it's my purpose, it's still my objective. So with internals and externals. I want to publish one article on what was called uh, Pulse before, that is articles now. I want to do at least two shares per week. If I publish an article, and here we go, here's the difference. If I publish an article and I have 100 views on an article, that's real views on LinkedIn. That doesn't mean that people scrolled through it. They have viewed the article. Then I want to have 25% interactions per article. And then I have one more figure in how I measure it, which is I want 1% interactions on a post that I post on LinkedIn. But if I get 0.5 or zero, I don't care. It's a fun thing to have 1% interactions. 
one any direction is uh, comment or, or like yeah. yes but what do you compare with as 100 percent how many followers you have so if you for example have thousand followers and mm. want one percent interactions base it on your followers when it comes to posts not based on the views because it's not real views but it's a fun extra thing that i that i have and it's fantastic when one percent interaction happens why why i've picked one percent is very easy if you look at some of the sort of really really famous people in the world let, let's take one of the most interesting individuals in the whole world, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. If you look at his number of followers and you look at the number of interactions, you can get back to me the next time and tell me how often he's over 1% in followers versus interactions. It's a huge difference with my wife who have a closed Instagram account uh, where she can get close to 95% interactions on a post because for any reason people want to interact with her uh, on Instagram, but it's a closed account. Most of us have open accounts on LinkedIn if people are present on LinkedIn, uh, which is a huge difference. So, so talking a bit about uh, the engagement and so on, I think that naturally leads us to the like the LinkedIn algorithm and. Uh, could you explain a bit how it works? We we, um, we have at least one article on, on the online education hub about it. If, if I take the common sense version, and I, I'm not going to answer anything about how LinkedIn's algorithm, algorithm really works, then I, my advice for anyone, whether you are a beginner, or you look at yourself as a fantastic influencer on LinkedIn. My basic advice is, depending on who you're connected to, and depending on your purpose of being on LinkedIn, make sure that you stay relevant for them. That, that is sort of, to think about the algorithm would make people crazy. Yeah. It, it's like when people say, how do I get number one on, on, on uh, Google? If you're number one, do you have anything to tell if they click on you? No. But, but I, 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 I firmly believe don't focus on the algorithm. Focus on being, being or becoming relevant for the people that you are connected to. And put up goals that are other goals and objectives and KPIs than, than getting clicks or likes. That's other platforms in, in my world. And specifically, my advice would be I would guess that the algorithm appreciates if you publish relevant content connected to the right context one or two times per day, not more. That, that is sort of, and then people can go to articles on the onlineification pod and read about the LinkedIn algorithm, but, but connected to that, we talk about sort of people's presence on, on LinkedIn, that, that's my advice. So you said in the beginning that that you you have a personal policy that that you um, only connect with people that you met so far, and so then your like following base is um, is uh, with people that you have met and so on. 
So is the, is your purpose then to kind of um, maintain that connection with them, or because I think one thing that I think about LinkedIn is like to get new sales opportunities or or uh, like spread the, the the brand awareness of the company page and so on. How do you think about that? Is it is it not a platform for for new contacts or? I, I absolutely think it's a place for getting new contacts and, and so on. But I also think it's a business platform, which is one of the parts in, in any relation, in any business journey together. It might be that you connected a couple of years ago and people have seen what you publish or what you interact with. And then suddenly you top of mind when it comes to somebody's going to rebrand or whatever. And then, ah, good, I, I, I should contact Sana or whoever I should contact. They go, oh, I read a thing a while ago. I, I, I can say like this, I don't believe in that you should contact people and say, hey, your profile looks interesting. Could we connect or could we have a meeting or do you want to buy? But obviously there must be a market for that because in my inbox with connections i get about 10 of these per day seven days a week 365 days a year um, i have up until a while ago i always responded in a very nice and polite way but the last couple of weeks i've been skipping that it was too time consuming yeah but i i don't believe it but but obviously due to that so many companies and people spend time on doing so yeah, um, there must be a market for it, or they just—I don't know. But um, I, 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 I do not think that you should. You can think top of mind, but you shouldn't think, "Oh, I'm gonna get uh, three requests for an offer no, this week." No. But it, but it happens. Yeah. But I don't think it happens because you try to sell. I, I think it happens if you are relevant and therefore are top of mind with someone. So relevant for your follower base. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't have the LinkedIn statistics, but the usage of the messaging in, in LinkedIn, I would claim have increased and is now a natural part of a customer or, or potential customer relation when it comes to messages. They can come through WhatsApp, they can come through text message, like the one I mentioned in the beginning with the feedback, they can come through linkedin messaging they can come to the sort of dm in instagram they can come anywhere yeah and and i have a feeling that the the, the number of messages from from known contacts through the messaging in linkedin is increasing vastly yeah we uh, we said that before we started that we we were about to, to end two minutes before uh, <laughs> we our end and we are over time now but you're so knowledgeable within this topic, uh, Anders, and I think I have so many more questions to ask. So I think we will break this up in. This is the first introduction on a LinkedIn podcast, and uh, the next episode would be more about how to use LinkedIn to build your uh, LinkedIn presence for your company, uh, which which were the second topic here. And uh, thank you very much for today, Anders. Well. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, 
or you can subscribe to it on zuma.se. Thank you very much and bye bye.